The KTSA Home Improvement Show with Martin Bamba. Presented by Window World. Talk to Martin now. 210-599-5555. Now, Martin Bamba. Well, good morning, everybody. It is a, uh, it's a Saturday, so that must mean it's time for the Home Improvement Show. On AM 550 FM 1071 KTSA, thank you so much for uh, for making uh, making this show possible and, and being here and spending some time with me on Saturdays. I uh, really do appreciate that, and it's my pleasure to be here and, and hopefully uh, answer some home improvement questions for you, make your life a little better, a little easier, and, uh, and if possible, put a smile on your face. Uh, that's that's what we strive for every Saturday here on this show. And uh, Don Cooper Stevens is in there in the producer's room uh, making the show click this morning. We appreciate you, brother. I hope you can answer some home improvement questions. Otherwise, um, you might as well just go home. That's, what's what's the purpose? Yeah, what, what are you doing here? Then? <laughs> exactly. You know? Exactly. I still wonder it's, sometimes. It's not I, an automotive show. Come on. I, I yeah, please don't call me with automotive questions. I, you know, I, I, I can tell you that uh, you, you shouldn't put diesel in a gasoline engine. I can tell you that much. Beyond that, there's not a whole lot that I can help you with. That's Louis' deal. Same thing with plants. Don't don't ask me, you know, what to plant, when to prune, and all. That's Bob's deal. He's good at that, uh, and I'm and I try to be good at this. So we we all got our lanes that we we try to stay in. And, and you know, uh, not to put you know, coolant in your windshield wiper. I I know not to do that. Yes, I, I I know that. Yeah. I know that you need to. Uh, yeah, don't, don't, you know, you got to change oil <laughs> at least once every. Uh, Hundred and fifty thousand miles. I know that. Um, Welcome back. Ah, thanks, man. Appreciate it. Glad to be here. Uh, it's, and it's always nice to actually be in studio. Don texts me every Saturday morning, uh, you know, about eight o'clock, and says, "Hey, you, you know, you're dialing in this morning. What what line are you going to be on, and all that kind of good stuff." And and, and I'm always happy to say, "Well, I'm going to be in studio." So that's it's a lot of fun. It's it's it it's, it, it keeps both Don and I from going stir crazy by ourselves. So that's a good thing. So the so the. The family back home is happy as well that you're they, they kinda, are kind of away from the house for a little while. Well, it's just Debbie and I now, so you know there, there's there's only one person for me to drive nuts at home, and and you know that gets old for her for you know after yeah. a while. She's out doing some shopping with with the kiddos today, so that's uh, she's having her fun. I'm having my fun. We're all good. Hey, phone lines are open by the way two ten five nine nine fifty five fifty five. You know what I forgot to do, Don? I forgot to uh, move my telephone over here so I can actually push the buttons. That would be really smart, wouldn't it? Uh, so I'm going to have to rely on you for a few minutes here. Okay, this uh, is becoming to be a common ritual now. But I got to come in there and move the phone for you because <laughs> we'll see hmm. if 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 I don't move it, it's just mm-hmm. like I'm at home. You know, it's, oh, you know, it's, just see. pretend like I'm at my house. That's <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, would you like a cup of coffee? Uh, as well, yeah. Sure, man, I would love one. Well, you're not getting one. If I have any not more, for me. If I have any more coffee, I'm going to be bouncing around this room like uh, like uh, like a pong ball. You know, uh, for those of you old enough to remember what pong was. Phone lines are open at 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555. Be sure to get yourself a phone line and, and get in on the call. You know, some sad news in the musical world uh, over the last couple of days. Uh, kind of shocking uh, in some ways. In, in other ways, not so much. Don and I were, were talking about this before the show this morning. And, uh, you know, Christine McVie from Fleetwood Mac passed away. Uh, I believe it was day before yesterday. And, uh, you know, for, for many folks, it was, uh, it was a shock 
and and including me and including some of her bandmates uh, with Fleetwood Mac. But the fact of the matter is, she's she's seventy nine years old. She was almost eighty years old. I, I didn't know that she she was that age. I honestly thought that uh, she was in her early seventies, and. Uh, you know, so to that end, it was not that shocking, but it was kind of sudden, and and certainly lost a really and truly phenomenal voice. Um, you know, everybody thinks about uh, Stevie Nicks when they think about Fleetwood Mac, but some of the most beautiful songs that they did, and some of the most beautiful vocals that they had, were those of Christine McVie. So we'll be playing some music from Fleetwood Mac today on the show in tribute and in honor of uh, of Christine and. Um, Rest in peace. Uh, let's get to the phone lines. It's uh, They're lighting up early and fast this morning, so we want to get to you, and we want to get to you quickly as, as possible. Uh, let's get to Walter. We'll get things kicked off with you this morning. Good morning, Walter. Uh, good morning. I have a uh, possible foundation question. Okay. The reason I say possible is because I've never seen anything like this. We've looked all over the house, uh, inside and out. We don't have any cracks. Uh, there's no cracks, but we came out uh, the other day, and we after this wind that we had, and uh, we have a two-story home in the downspout on the, I guess the north side of the house. The it, it had pulled away from the bottom, the bottom of the foundation, and there was some concrete chips and stuff. Um, on the on the grass, and I, I took pictures of it. And there's a some kind of a rod that's right behind that downspout, coming out of the. And this is a, on like a porch. Okay. Uh, and I've never seen anything like this in my whole life. You know, it it poked through the like it came out of the uh, of the foundation. I, I and it's got some kind of little plastic cap on the. On the end of it, it doesn't even look like rebar. It's smooth, you know. Okay, so it's not rebar. Uh, it, it could it, it possibly could it possibly be a grounding rod that says it is it copper? Uh, I don't know. Okay, I can scrape a knife. I can scrape a knife on it and see. But take take a look at that. It's it, it sounds it sounds like a grounding rod. Did you and are you saying that it's protruding out of the foundation? Yes. Huh? Yeah, about uh, two inches. Okay, and it. It it moved the, you know, for some I don't know what happened, but it it moved the. I've never seen it. I've never I don't never noticed if it was behind that downspout or not. Yeah, my guess is it was always there. Uh, chances are good it didn't just start working its way out of the foundation. It was probably always well, behind there. Yeah. And and uh, the other thing that I you know the only other thing I could think that it might possibly be is a copper um, water pipe of some kind that was was capped off and never used for some reason. Right, right. Uh, yeah, and well, that's and that's possible too. Maybe there was an intention to put a, a an outside spigot there at one point, and and they they changed their their plan or something when they built the house. I don't know, but. Right. Sounds to me like it's nothing to really be concerned about. As far as the gutter pulling away, heavy winds could certainly cause that to happen. Right. That, that could certainly have been yeah. the culprit of that. Uh, but as far as the other, I don't know that it's anything to be concerned about. But I would, you know, just for my own curiosity, I'd want to know, you know, what it is. Right. Well, I'm I'm pretty sure it's a uh, a solid rod. Okay. Uh, I don't think it's I don't think it's hollow like a. Uh, 
a uh, copper water pipe or anything. Well, if it's a solid rod, chances are good it's a grounding rod of some kind. And, uh, right. uh, yeah, I'm not exactly but sure. What, what, wonder what that would be connected to because there's no wire. And that's what I'm trying to figure out, too. I'm trying to figure out why it would be going into the foundation. That's not typical. And uh, right. I, I'm really not sure. I'm kind of at a loss on this. Maybe somebody out there listening knows uh, what what we're dealing with it's it's something that I haven't seen before but uh, I bet you we can get to the bottom of it. Well, do you have any uh, any any folks that I might call to come take a look at it? Because you know what you might w- you might want to try having Mister Electric come out and take a look at that. If you determine that it is a copper rod, that's about the only thing okay. it could be is some type of grounding okay. rod. So that's okay. that's what I would do. I'd get the folks from Mr. Electric out there to, to check it out. All right. Well, I'll uh, I'll certainly start there, and I certainly appreciate it, and I love your show. Hey, thanks, brother. Appreciate you getting things kicked off this morning, Walter. 210-599-5555. Let's get to Robert. Robert, good morning. Welcome to the show. Good morning. How are you today? Man, I am so good. How are you doing? Eh, I can't complain. It's be a beautiful day to trim trees. Got it it got should be. Brush got next week. So I do have a definite foundation question for okay. you. Uh, lab was poured about ten and a half years ago, engineered, reputable builder, all those good things. Um, starting to see cracks this summer. The, the, the whole watering thing, which I've never done. I've talked to my neighbors. None of them have ever watered their slabs, but none of them also have their slab cracking. Um, one variable, we are on a slight slope. So the front left corner of my house is basically on 12 inches of concrete. The rear corner of the house is 54 inches. I had about 35 truckloads of fill delivered from various sources and had dirt work done to where the home appears to be low on the level. You know, the ground and the slab are the same. Right, right. Uh, separation. I don't know. So my my question is obviously if I've got cracks in my tile in the kitchen and dining area, yeah, kitchen dining area, and maybe I found two, what I think are new cracks in the wall. Nothing, nothing serious. They are it seems, um, but the kitchen tile cracking obviously concerns me. So can you, in a nutshell, tell me how to properly water? around the slab. Yeah. Everything um, I read is confusing as hell, honestly. I it, mean, it is. It, it is confusing, and there's so much misinformation out there that, you know, that has people, you know, putting sprinklers right next to their walls and watering them until they're, you know, running like rivers. And the fact of the matter is a, a, a soaker hose, which, you know, is, is, a, is a slow drip way of watering, a soaker hose about four feet out from your foundation, not up against it, not right next to the slab, but about four feet out, and run it two or three times a week for several hours. That is the best way, uh, you know, to to help mitigate some of those problems. Now, is it going to eliminate them or, or ensure that you'll never have a foundation issue, period? No, uh, but it will help you kind of uh, alleviate some of that, and especially during really and in, in, in truly droughty periods like we went through this past summer i mean it was as dry as dry could be and and it was a it was a good time to start that practice 
The other thing I would recommend that you do is you get a good foundation company out there and just get an assessment of what's going on. So you have, you know, maybe you need to address it right now, maybe you don't, but at least you have the peace of mind of knowing uh, what's going on because the, a, a foundation problem that's left unattended uh, can get real expensive. Correct, and that's why I thought I'd try to mitigate what I could. I mean, and you know, I want to say at this point it's minor. I have a fair, you know, fair knowledge, but having never dealt with it personally, um, you know, there's like two cracks in the kitchen floor. Well, it, it certainly sounds floor. minor, but we want to keep it minor. We yeah. don't, we don't want to let it get beyond that. that. Is there is is there a company you recommend? I mean, I realize I'm going to get a salesperson here, uh, one y- way or another. Yeah, but there there are some that are you know less salesy than others. Um, Baird Foundation Repair, long-standing, reputable company. Um, John Cheney's the owner. His son's in the business now, and and they're good folks. Um, another uh, good, long-standing company is Olshan Olshan Foundation Repair, uh, and then of course um, you know there's there's lots of other ones. There's so many of them out there, but those those two okay. are the two that I would I'm I would sorry. start. Something clicked on my end. The company John Cheney owns. What was the name of That's that Baird, B-A-I-R-D, Baird Foundation Repair. Okay. Very good. I mean, obviously, I've heard of both of them. Absolutely. So I figured a recommendation from you would help me decide who to call. Well, that, All right, man. Have a great day. Hey, thanks a lot. Appreciate it, Robert. You too, man. Don't work, work too hard. That's good advice for anybody out there. It's a weekend. Chill a little bit. Uh, get some stuff done around the house. Uh, let's, uh, let's get to Sarah. Sarah, good morning. Welcome to the show. Yes, good morning. Um, I also have uh, a question about, you know, foundation. Um, I just wanted to mention to the uh, the gentleman ju- that just called, um, I I have been watering the little crack right by my garage door since that's all concrete. The driveway is concrete. The little, um, I guess, uh, where the, you know, they put two different uh, pieces of concrete together. The expansion so, joint expansion joint uh, to water that also i've been watering that the whole um summer uh just let the 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 hose just drip in it or put the you know the the soaker hose on it uh i have um i have issues where the ceiling is um starting to show cracks and i was wondering if i could just get some of the drywall compound and fill in the cracks um it's such a big uh, effort to have somebody come in and retape it and, you know, float it, and then you got to get it painted. And is there another solution besides that? Plus, it's expensive. Well, yeah, it can be expensive, but the truth of the matter is there's, you know, there's a, there's a quick way and an easy way, and then there's a right way in some projects. And, and in this case, yes, you can spackle it, and yes, you can put a Band-Aid on it, but the fact of the matter is that's going to open up again and and you're going to have the same problem again in in a very short amount of time. So, uh, yeah, you can do it, but I would recommend that whether you hire somebody or you do it yourself, take the time to to do it properly, uh, sand it down, retape it, and 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 float it, and then 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 paint it. Okay, and then paint it. Okay. Now, oh. now, when you say there's a crack, is is this a crack at a seam, or is this a crack in the middle of the mm-hmm. wall, or? No, it's on the ceiling. I, I really don't have any wall cracks. It's just all. No, ceiling. but but I mean, is it on a seam where two two pieces of drywall come together, or is it in the middle that's, of? 
Yeah, that's what I assume. It's in the middle of the room. Okay, okay. Uh, so I assume that's where it is. It's two pieces of drywall because it's basically a straight line all the way down. Uh, there's one little uh, area that, you know, uh, curves. But um, it's just a very minor crack. It's, you know, not huge or anything like that. Or the, the ceiling's not falling down. Uh, I've just noticed more and more of them. Um, I also have a dehumidifier um, in my master bath, and it really, uh, there's a, a huge, all the way uh, to the, the side wall where it gets most of the sun, uh, that area on the ceiling is uh, has a larger crack. And I'm just wondering if that dehumidifier is taking all the humidity out of the air and it's making it crack more uh i don't know the dehumidifier shouldn't be making your ceiling crack uh that that would be unusual uh okay but but yeah i i mean if if you want to here's the thing if you want to try it and and spackle it and sand it down and give it some time maybe it lasts you for several more years without anything ever happening and and you okay. save some money right now. It, the worst thing that's going to happen is that you put the effort in to do it, and you find out, well, yeah, I'm, I'm still going to have to have somebody out here to tape and float this. Okay. Okay, well, I think I'm going to go ahead and do that again because uh, um, I just got a quote, and it's it's very expensive, uh, and that doesn't even include painting, so... Um, well, anyway, I, I don't know who I don't know who you got a quote from, but if you if you want to drop me an email, I'll send you the name of the person that that I use for all of my painting projects, and and uh, send that information along to you, and, and you can at least get another quote. All right, what is your email address? It's m b o m b a m bomba at wow. windowworldtx.com. Okay, all right. Um, Martin, I will go ahead and send you an email uh, on Monday. Okay, so. that sounds Thank great, you. Sarah, and, I, and I'll and I'll drop you a line back with that information. Okay. Yeah, and I'm going to go ahead and uh, water. I thought I watered uh, enough this uh, summer, but um, I don't know. I guess these cracks were there before then. So um, anyway. Thank you. Well, thank you. And, and I was going to mention, as much rain as we've had over the last few weeks, you probably shouldn't have to water right now. I mean, we, we've... No, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not yeah. doing it now. I, I took my soaker hoses Okay, good, good. It looked like there's a lot of uh, rain in the forecast, so I'm, I'm just soaking it up. Yeah, yes, forecast. ma'am. And let's, let's pray for a little more. We can still use it. <laughs> You're so right. <laughs> Thanks, thank Sarah. You. Have a great weekend. Okay, bye-bye. 210-599-5555. That's the number to get in on the home improvement conversation, just like Sarah did. And we're going to get right back to those phone lines. 210-599-5555 with Pat. Pat, good morning. Welcome to the show. Good morning. Um, I appreciate your opinion, and I have a couple of projects at my home that I would like some uh, referrals for, if you would. First is... um, I need help in choosing and installing a metal wood-burning uh, heater, and the second is solar. Okay, Cup, couple of different ones there. Uh, for let's let's go let's work in backwards order. Let's talk about the solar portion. Um, I, I would recommend you call a company called Texas Solar. Okay. And um, don't have the number off the top of my head. But they I should be pretty easy to find. That that's number one. Okay. Uh, as far as the wood burning stove, I think 
that home and patio can help you with something like that. Um, I believe, I believe try home and patio. And if, and if that doesn't work for you, try parish and company. Parish. Okay. And, and either one of those, do you have the wood burning stove already or you need the wood burning stove as well? No, I don't. I need help in in choosing one. Oh yeah. Then, then then those are two good. Yeah. Those are definitely two good places to go. And, and either one of them can help you arrange the installation as well. All right, I appreciate it. We're having your folks out on Monday to talk to us about windows. I really value your opinion. Thank well, you so very well, much. Well, thank you, Pat. Who's coming out to see you? Do you know? I don't know the person's name, no. Okay, okay. Well, whoever it is, I assure you they're going to be awesome. We we had a team dinner last night, and, and, uh, and I, I say this with all the humility in the world. It's not me. It's them. I, I've got the best team of design consultants that that i've ever seen just they care about our customers they're knowledgeable and just a good group and you're gonna you're gonna love whoever comes out well that's why we called <laughs> well thank you pat i i really appreciate that very much and and we look forward to working with you thank you so much for your recommendations i appreciate it yes ma'am Bye-bye. have a have a awesome weekend okay uh you have a too. yes ma'am yes ma'am uh let's see here let's go to dennis dennis good morning welcome to the show Good morning, Dennis. The menace again. Yes, sir. I bought, <laughs> I bought a state uh, forty-gallon gas uh, water heater yesterday. I haven't picked it up yet, but my question is: Is it better to transport it in the truck standing up or uh, lay, laying down? Uh, if you can help it, transport it standing up. Okay. Yeah, it's it's just it's just better for the unit. It's going to be less chance of damaging uh, the innards of it and all that kind of good stuff. So if you can transport it standing up. Okay, I was going to uh, buy a Bradford uh, White, and I got on a computer with their website, and they were saying that they won't honor the uh, warranty unless a licensed. Uh, uh, plumber install it have you heard anything about that there some some of those uh companies uh will not uh honor a warranty unless a licensed uh plumber contractor installs so that's that's not unusual um okay. so just but it's you're, you're smart that you read that because some people don't and then something happens and, and they're kind of caught off guard well, my old water heater, uh, Reliance, is uh, going on 28 years. Wow. And the water is not getting hot and it's starting to crackle and all. What do you think about the state uh, water heaters? Do you Honestly, I, good I know nothing about the state water heaters. I've, I'm, I'm not familiar okay. with the brand. I'm not, uh, I'm not sure about the, the quality of it, to be honest with you. I don't know anything about them. All right. Well, thanks a lot, Bob. Appreciate hey, it. Thank you. Appreciate it, Dennis. Thanks you. Thank you for calling. Yep. Uh, let's see here. Let's get to Woodrow. Woodrow. Good morning. Welcome to the show. Good morning, sir. How can I help How you, you this morning? I am doing fantastic, man. How you doing? That's fine. I got a question for you, sir. Ask away. I, I, I live in Waco, Texas. You know where that? Of course I do. I believe it or not. I, I used to live in Waco, and I did afternoons for WACO back in the early 90s. Okay. I, uh, I have a house, my house I own, and it's about nine years old. I'm going to repaint the whole house inside. And I, I just got married about two, five years ago, and the wife said, now she, she wants everything white in the house. Okay. okay. So I want somebody to make it recommend to do it for me. In Waco, I don't have any contractors that I can recommend in Waco, but I can tell you who who I would tell you to call, and and I know that they 
can recommend somebody for you. Call the window world that's there in Waco. Uh, A guy named Jack Siva is the owner. Super nice guy, has a great staff. But call Window World in Waco and tell them I told you to call them. And and I bet you they'll have somebody that they can refer to you. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. You're sure welcome, Woodrow. Thanks for calling this morning. Appreciate you. Uh, Phone lines are open. 210-599-5555. Let's go to Marsha. Good morning, Marsha. Welcome to the show. Good morning. Um, I have a question. I have some a handyman that's going to install crown molding in my uh, bedroom, and he's saying that the walls are uneven, which is, of course, what I expected to a 50-year-old house. Yes, ma'am. Um, but what do they do if there is a significant drop? I mean, he said he'd have to ponder that. He thought he'd have to do a lot of caulking, and I was like, wondering if there's something else that they could do no that's pretty typical and and it's rare that that a ceiling is perfect all the way around a room and especially a larger room and in an older home very unusual if it would be perfect and and caulking the corners uh is is perfectly standard and and acceptable practice and if they're good at it when they're done you won't even know it, it it was caulked. I mean, you'll you'll okay. you know you may see a little bead of caulk, but the fact of the matter is, if they're skillful at what they're doing, y- you can you can hide a whole lot with caulk, and and <laughs> okay. and in, and in some instances, it's really really necessary um, when you're especially with crown molding. I I got to tell you, as 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 a guy who's remodeled lots of houses and done a lot of the work myself, I hate working with crown molding. It's so precise and intricate and getting those angles just perfect and 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 the guys who can do it in one cut i admire so much because it usually takes me at least two or three yeah well i think they're putting it off to last because he's had one guy come in because he like has guys work under him and he's like no and then he had another guy come in and goes finally he goes i I got a carpenter i got a real carpenter to come so well and it needs to be and and be careful it needs to be a a finished carpenter not not a a, not a uh, framing carpenter framing carpenter will butcher it (laughs) if it's a good trim carpenter they should do a good job yeah, I think the other guys were more framers, and then he. This one is the fine tuner. <laughs> so, there you go. Yeah. There you go. That's what you okay. need for that. But yeah, it's it it, it it. You should be fine. You should be fine, and that's I, I, perfectly normal. Yeah. Okay, good. I was just thinking. Oh, I could do this myself, and I'm so glad I didn't think I could do. I mean, you know, I didn't follow through on my thoughts. <laughs> it, it'll make you say words you shouldn't say. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone who does. That's right. <laughs> hey, Marcia, thanks for calling this morning. Have a great weekend. Yeah, you too. Take care. All right. Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So what um, What would those words be? Uh, you can't say them on the radio. You can't. Uh, George, See George Carlin if you want to know what words I'm talking about. He, he'll tell you all about it. Just just Google it. Well, I think some of those, kids, some of those words. Kids, if you're listening, don't do that. Well, how would, how do we know what not to do if you can't tell us what to say? <laughs> I think our audience is probably oh, okay. gathering what I'm they're, – they're, they're picking up what I'm putting I'm down. I'm trying to encourage this. You know, <laughs> Thank you, if Don. I can get it out of you. But, uh. <laughs> you want to see me kicked off the air. Is that what it is? Okay. All right. Even I know I can't say those words on the radio. I don't know a lot, but I know that much. 210-599-5555. Although I listen to Sean sometimes, and he pushes the pushes the boundaries sometimes just a little bit. Uh, Joanne, good morning. Welcome to the show. Good morning. Um, we have a, a Frigidaire heater and window air conditioner, and it's dripping water. 
and it was on um, the heater, and it's, it was dripping water. What, what company would fi- uh, be able to fix that? You know, for for a uh, window unit, I'm not sure if if Champion works on those or not, but you might want to try calling Champion AC. And and it may it may be very little to work on. You might just need to adjust the uh, the the window unit. It may not have enough of a downward slope to drain to the outside, and that might be why it's dripping on the inside. Or it could be condensation that's building up on the front of the unit. Have you have you checked to see if that might be what it is? Uh, what what does condensation mean? That means that the the uh, the humidity level in the house is such that when the heater's going, you're creating uh, humidity in in the uh, in the air, and then it it builds up on the surface. And sometimes well, you see it on the inside of your windows, and then sometimes you see it on those window units, depending on the humidity humidity level in your house. Oh, when the heat was done, we had it on eighty, and I never used that before until like yesterday. And uh, because the we- weather was getting warmer, is is that what makes the condensation? It certainly could, yes, ma'am. Oh, I see. Then that could have caused the start. And, and what what other reason? The first reason you told the first me reason would that? be if if you're. If your unit, you have to have a little bit of a backward slope on window units to allow the water to drain out instead of draining in. So if you don't have just a little bit of a slope to the outside, that can also cause water to drip inside the house. Oh, that never happened before. So it must have been the the change in the weather. It certainly could because we've had some very high humidity days. Oh, I see. Well, um then I guess I'll have to wait now until it really cools off to make sure. Yes, ma'am. And, and then if you're still having a problem, try giving uh, Champion AC a call. And would they know someone else if they couldn't fix it? I, I bet they would. Yeah, I bet they would. Oh, well, thank you. You're really such a great help. Well, thank thanks, Joanne. Me. Thanks for calling this morning. I appreciate it. Let's go to Angelica. Angelica, good morning. Welcome to the Home Improvement Show. Good morning, Mr. Good morning. I, I want to, do your company make gutters? Uh, gutters? Yes, ma'am, we sure do. Can, can I get it? I don't have computer, but can you give me a telephone number so I can make appointment? I certainly can. Where are you at? Where, where are you located? And, um, it, it's um, 78247. Um, You're in San Antonio. Yeah, born in Trail. Oh, sure. Um, if, if you have a pen handy, I'll give you that number, okay? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Go ahead. 210-210-767. Okay, 7 what? 767-0995. And also, do you recommend any foundation, good company? Because I... I I by myself, I, I cannot trust anybody to come here. Y- yes, ma'am. Try uh, try giving Baird Foundation a call. B a i r d. Baird B a r d. B a i r d. Baird Foundation Repair. B a r d. B a i r d. B. Okay. B a r. B a i r d. I d. 
I'm sorry, bother you so much. No, you're not bothering me at all. That's what I'm here for, uh, Angelica. Thanks for calling this morning. I really do appreciate that. Uh, phone lines are open, 210-599-5555. Let's go to Alan. Alan, good morning. Welcome to the show. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks for taking my call. Yes, sir. Um, I spilt a half a gallon of oil-based stain on black porch. Um, uh, you know, it's like, oh, cement and, and, you know, what a normal concrete uh, porch looks like. And yeah. Some flagstone. You know anything that would get it off. I've tried oh. every chemical. Well, and that's that's the Other problem. Than a, a power wash, I haven't done that one yet. That's the problem. Is it, it, whenever you drop any kind of stain, uh, especially oil based, onto concrete, a porous material like flagstone. Now, I'm assuming your flagstone's not sealed. Uh, yeah, it was sealed. Okay, uh, and some of this area. It came off the top of the ladder. You know how you're painting and you have it up there? Sure, yeah. You're telling yourself when you come down the ladder, don't forget the paint, don't forget the paint. You, know, you move the ladder and boom. Um, it, You know, I got stone columns that hold the back porch up. They got all over them. Uh, I tried gasoline, turpentine, uh, mineral spirits, you know, just about everything. Well, the, the problem with doing that is, is much like the... It's much like the, the 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 concept of when you're uh, you, when you're when you're uh, stripping wood floors, and you use a chemical to strip the floors. You push the pigment deeper into the pores of the wood, and it's the same thing really? with concrete. When you're using a certain type of chemical, it can push that that um, element deeper into the concrete and into the pores of the of, of the of the concrete and the flagstone. And really give you a bigger problem than what you currently have. Now there is there is um, there are things that you can you can use um, that that are you've seen the granules that they that that they use at uh, uh, gas stations when they have an oil spill or or a gasoline spill. You know what I'm talking yeah. about? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. that's that's a microbial oil remover. And and it it helps pull the stain and the oil out of whatever it's in. So you may want to try getting a bag of that and spreading it over that area and and just waiting for a little bit. And and then there's there yeah there's other products that eat the oil and they're typically uh, microbial in nature and they actually eat the oil and and kind of dissolve it and break it down. And they even have that at Home Depot. They've got uh, a product called Oil Eater uh, at Home Depot. But just look at the directions and see what it says about using it on flagstone. The concrete, I'm not so concerned about. The flagstone, that's going to well, be a little more difficult. Uh, yeah, it's not, the, not, you know, the flagstone is kind of like man-made flagstone. You know, oh. it was one of those flooring things. Oh, okay, so it's not really flagstone. Okay, so it's, it's all no. concrete. Yeah, it's all concrete, and then it uh, it's up on the column. Some of these brick stone columns. Um, yeah, I don't know. I've tried muriatic acid. Well, well, d- yeah. Mur- don't want to do muriatic acid. Try this product. It's called Oil Eater Cleaner Degreaser, and okay. use that. Put it on. Let it set for a little bit, and then pressure wash it off, and see if that does the trick for you. Can you does it like can you spray it on a column? Like a yes, column? sir. You sure can. You can okay. get it in a pump. You can get it in a spray bottle, 
and uh, spray it on the affected area, kind of scrub it a little bit, and then pressure wash it off. Okay, tell me the name of it again. It's it's called Oil Eater. Oil Eater, okay. All right, uh, one other quick question. Um, I had a plumber that had to cut out a section of uh, drywall to get to some pipes. Okay. You know, a two or three foot circle. And I don't know what to, you know, there's nothing behind it that I can nail the piece up that he cut. So I was going to put some kind of filler in there. And I don't like that foam stuff, but maybe you'd say that was okay. I don't know. If what it's can I put in the walls so I have something to nail that drywall back up. Well, the easiest thing is probably going to be to uh, cut you a piece of one by four. Um, yeah. A piece of one by four that's that's wide enough to to slip in there and span between you know the two edges of the opening, and oh, then yeah. and then screw to that and and screw into the other two pieces of drywall so it's holding it in place, and then screw into that and then just spackle the the screw heads. That's a good idea. I hadn't thought about putting a piece of board back there. I was trying to get some kind of filler, you know, like I didn't want to stuff a whole bunch of foil in there or obviously newspaper. Yeah, you uh, don't want to do that. If you do it this way, you're going to have something that's going to be solid that you're going to be able to work with and sand down and finish out. Great. you helped me tremendously. I appreciate it. Well, you're sure welcome. Appreciate you calling this morning, Alan. Have a great weekend. I enjoy the show every Saturday. Thanks. Thanks, Thanks buddy. Very much. I appreciate it very much. Let's get to one more before we have to go to a break here. Grab yourself a phone line while you can. There's a couple of open lines at 210-599-5555. Jeff, good morning. Welcome to the show. Hello? Hey there, Jeff. How are you doing this morning? Hey, I'm doing great. And you? I'm doing fantastic. How can I help you this morning? Okay. I had a uh, garage built that they spray foamed. But it's, like, really thin. I guess it was just a steel of metal. Okay. Can I just put up regular insulation, like, in the ceiling area to kind of reduce some of the heat coming in? Oh, absolutely. I put in a, put in a mini-split unit because it's actually also our, where our dogs hang out. So I have it, you know, cool. Have it conditioned, yeah. So, so you, you just put the insulation up against that spray foam? Yeah, that, that shouldn't be any problem whatsoever. Um, you put, put your bad insulation. You could, you could uh, net it and put in blown-in insulation if that's what you chose to do, but either one of those is going to work just fine. Okay, now next question. Yes, sir. I already, I already have gutters. Do you guys do that leaf filter, whatever it is? Uh, yeah, well, there's all there's all kinds of different brand names and and uh, and all of that, but yes, sir, we certainly do. We've got a leaf protection system that I feel like is is one of the best in the industry. Now, does it go over the existing gutters, or do I got to replace all the gutters? It goes over the existing gutters, or okay. we or we can put it on if we're putting up new gutters. We can put it on the new gutters that we put up, but it's not an it's not a incorporated system that you're going to pay you know, 55 bucks, 60 bucks a, a running foot for. Uh, yeah, 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 because that's what they said. Oh, we have to replace all the gutters. I'm going like, you've got to be kidding me. No, but no, I, no. We we do we do gutter covers and, and leaf protection all the time on existing gutters. As long as the gutters are in good shape, we can do it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they're only like three years old. Yes, sir. We sure can. Oh, okay, well, I, I know your number because I've called you guys before. So I'll just give you guys a ring. 
Outstanding. And, uh, get that done. Well, fantastic. We look forward to working with you, and we appreciate you calling us, Jeff. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Have a great weekend. Uh, let's go to Jim. Jim, good morning. Welcome to the show. Yes, sir. Good morning. Thank you for taking the call. Um, I've got a problem. It's not a big problem, but I've got lights that have burned out in a dormer. Got two dormers on the front of the house. We're the second owners. Okay. Um, the dormers, the, the space actually opens up inside the house, inside the living area. They're, they're not over the roof. They're not by the attic. So for me to get up there, I've already tried going up uh, one of those little giant heavy-duty ladders, fully extended, and I can just reach the bottom of these hanging lights that are there for the dormers. Okay. But it looks like I need to be able to get to the top of the lights. They're they're cylindrical, tapered. They kind of look like the old 1890s gas lights. Oh, okay. Yep. So that's the shape of them. I can touch the bottom of them. I can't get to the lights from the bottom. They, in turn, are hanging down about eight additional feet from the ceiling they're anchored in. So I'm 20 foot up, and I can only just barely touch the bottom. Mm. Like I need to be on top. And like I said, this is inside the house, so I'm not able to stand on a roof or a platform or anything. I'm working for a ladder. And there's no balcony or anything like that? To, to work off of? Well, there there is there is an open space uh, that's near the glass window for the dormer that I could crawl and get into, and I could stand up, but I would have to be reaching out at probably not quite a forty five degree angle. Okay from from that from that point, you said it's 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 hanging down on a chain about eight feet. Yeah. Would there be a way to hook? the light fixture and pull it over to you to where you could safely work on it? I suppose I could do that. I hadn't even thought about that. I hadn't thought about, thought about disturbing, you know, the hanging positioning of it. If you have eight feet, that a shot. yeah, if you have eight feet to work with, you might be able to pull it over to you in, in that safe area where you can stand up. Um, and mm-hmm. you know, I'd hesitate to tell you to get any higher up there without, you know, maybe renting a lift. You you know, you can rent a lift yeah. and, and get you up there yeah. beyond twenty feet. Um, but that's expensive. And and uh but yeah. even if it's expensive I'd rather you do that than chance, you know, killing yourself. That's that's a long way up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I, I was looking at it, I went to Home Depot just to see if I could find a similar light to look at, you know, from a standing <laughs> yeah. fixed on the ground. Just to investigate and do my research, and I was talking to one of their uh, clerks, and he said, you probably want to find different lights so that you don't have to get a scaffold and risk killing yourself. Yeah, and, and that's uh, one of the reasons I love you, you know the recessed lighting for those types of situations, because you can get one of those extension poles and stand right on the on the floor yeah. and do it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've done that with the recessed lighting. It's, it's at the front of the house. It's kind of a walkway galley if you will you come in the front door and the living room's there you go left and go towards bedrooms you can go right and go towards other stuff it's a front hallway galley and the dormers are directly over that okay like i say it's a good 20 foot drop if i happen to lose balance balance precariously on top of a little giant ladder yeah i'm not interested in being that high just to do research absolutely not yeah and if if it doesn't if what i'm suggesting does not work 
um, and and you can't do it safely, get a get a handyman out there to change those bulbs for you. I know it's going to cost a little money, yeah. but they're they're equipped to do it, and they'll have the means to do it, and um, better yeah. better than risking your your neck, you know. Yeah, life, limb, et cetera, yeah. That's We've right. two houses previously, so I have an idea how things were done to make that work, but we're the second owners on this house, and I have no idea what sort of stunts and acrobatics they did to get those damn things up there in the first place. Yeah, I guarantee you they had a lift when they did it originally and never thought about <laughs> having to change the dang things out whenever <laughs> whenever the yeah. time came. What happens when they die? Yeah, okay. Yeah, well, right, and, well, thank you for and, that input. And, and, of course, when you replace them, you're going to replace them with LEDs that should last theoretically <laughs> forever, but we'll see. Yeah. Yes, sir. Definitely. All right. Well, listen, Jim. Good luck. Be okay. safe, and uh, and I and 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 I hope you get it taken care of easily and safely. Yeah, I'll, I'll get to it. I mean, they've been out for three months, and nobody's been in trouble. I still got the other set that works. So okay. You need to know what size bubble. That's another thing. That's yeah. That's right. You got to get one out to figure out what you need, right? Exactly. Well, Alrighty, thank you. Good luck to you, Jim. Have a great weekend. Uh, 210-599-5555. That's the number to get in on the conversation this morning. We'd love to talk to you about your home improvement questions. We certainly would, uh, from the roof to the foundation and everything in between. It's all on, uh, on topic and we'd, we'd love to talk to you and help you out today. 210-599-5555. Let's get to Leonard. Leonard, good morning. Welcome to the show. Good morning. Hey, I just had a couple of questions. I have a home built back from the 60s. And it has, in the kitchen area, has the old brown wood paneling. I have painted it before. What is, is it okay to put, I want to cover it. I don't want to take off the paneling. It'd probably be more work, but could I somehow plaster it so it doesn't show the lines of the paneling? And then what kind of paint will go good on that? Yeah, actually, you, you can do that. Um, that's that's one way of attacking it. You you spackle it and then sand it down and, and uh, you know, cover up all the grooves in it. And you definitely want to go back when you paint that with a good, high-quality primer, number one, and then uh, and, and probably a couple of coats of primer, and then go on with a good, high-quality latex paint. A latex, and is that good to use in the kitchen area? You know, I'm just, I'm just asking that question. Yeah, it's, it's fine to use in the kitchen area. It's, it's not the cabinets that you're doing it on, right? It's the walls. Correct. Yeah, that's perfectly fine. Okay, and then the next question I had was regarding the ceiling. Uh, I guess what someone, what a, a painter told me is, I guess they when they painted it many years ago. It has, I guess, like sand in it, and they spin it. And so when you run your hand through it, you feel all the... the all the, the aggregate from the sand? Right, the aggregate from the sand. And I don't like that in the kitchen area because it, it holds lint. Or, you know, every time we clean, and we try to clean it with a rag, and it strips the rag a little bit, fibers. Is there a way to sand that down without making too much dust? Or is uh-huh. it better just to overspray it also with some kind of plaster? Uh, you, you'll probably want to sand it down. The, the, the trick is without too much dust. That's a tough one. Uh, if you wet sand it, you're going to keep the dust down somewhat. Um, but that's, that's the only way you're going to do it is to dampen it and sand it while it's damp. Kind of, kind of like the, the wet method for taking popcorn off the ceiling. You, you know, you spray it down with a pump up sprayer with just regular water and then sand it, you know, after that. 
but that's going to be the only way. And you're still going to have some dust. You're going to have some cleanup. You just got to, you know, resign yourself to that. Okay, okay. And I actually followed that method when I removed the, the popcorn off of our family room. I wetted it down with hot water, and then I just scraped it off real smoothly. So I can do the same thing to that paint. Okay. Yes, sir. All right. I appreciate your time. Leonard, thank you. Appreciate you calling this morning. You can grab yourself a phone line, too, at 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. That's the number to get in on uh, the conversation today, home improvement-wise. Everything from the roof to the foundation and everything in between is uh, is on topic. Let's go to Carol. Carol, good morning. Welcome to the show. Martin, thank, thank you. Um, I have a question. It would be the same concept, whether it be home or apartment. And being in the so-called luxury Stone Oak area, and uh, there's vents, there's numerous vents in an apartment building, three stories that, and rather new, okay, within two years old, that don't open when dryers or anything else that it's used for, um, you know, whether I don't know exactly which exhaust is what, but whether they're painted closed, how dangerous is that as far as a fire hazard? Uh, maintenance doesn't seem to think much of it, and it's just a scary situation having been burned down before as far as oversight and, you know, whether they should be working. I don't understand why they're there if they don't work. You know, it makes no sense to me. Can you expound on that a little bit? You know, I can't answer why they would be there uh, and and not be uh, of use somehow. Yeah, you know, not 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 being attached to something. Uh, the the one and these are coming out the roof or out the sides of the building where these. No, just, they're they're side vents. They're on side every, vents. On each okay. Floor. Yeah, and you can you can hear the the air as if a, if it was a dryer hookup. You can hear air coming out of it because it's coming out, you know, in a, in a fashion that it because it's closed, it's making a hissing sound. But uh, I just surprises me, and I don't know how to address it with poor management on, you, you know, who needs to do what since the building was built. And there's just, you know, nobody gives a damn, basically. Well, it's, it's a scary situation. Yeah, it, well, it's one of two things. It's either going to be a, a dryer vent exhaust or it's going to be an exhaust for your, for your stove um, right. or could possibly be an exhaust from the bathroom vents. That's, that's possible exactly. as well. Um, yeah. If it's if it's for the stove, or it's for the bathroom vents, the worst thing that's going to happen is it's going to shorten the life of the fan itself because of the pressure building up, and right. it's not good for the equipment, and it's also mm-hmm. not going to do the job of evacuating the odors. That's that's the, the worst that's going to happen there. With your dryer, right. on the other hand, you can get vent build uh, lint build up in the pipes, and it can cause right. a fire hazard. But uh, it can also really and truly damage your dryer by building up that back pressure and and not allowing the dryer to work properly can shorten the life of mm-hmm. your dryer. So right. there's all kinds of reasons that you want those to operate properly and and to open. Mm-hmm. Now now are these flaps or are they are they no. are they normal? Flaps. Okay. Yeah, flaps flaps with an over a little overhang cover on them to keep the rain out. Okay. And yeah. Like I said I haven't seen. You know, I've been at this place since opening, and you know how everything is being built today, which is on the cheap. And it's it's sad because everything is called luxury, but it's on the cheap, and this is what you get. And most people 
have no clue, okay? But having been burned down and knowing a little bit about housing and structure, I'm just wondering at what point, you know, maintenance says, well, they'll notice it when their clothes don't dry. And I thought that's about as stupid as, you know, the swamp. I mean, that's a dumb answer. But that's what's happening today. But the fact that I have to live here is concerning. So, you know, I'm just wondering um, if it is a dryer, and let's say it's been two years of buildup, at, at, at what point, and then secondly, in regards to cleaning dryers, being in an apartment, how do they do, how do they clean vents? I mean, being on whether one is on the third or second or whatever, they have to actually move them, get in there and, and clean that vent out, which you know is never done in apartments. Uh, it, it's it's Well, it's not going to be done in apartments, and what I would say is I would take this into my own hands. I would call and get a dryer vent cleaning company out there and get mm-hmm. them to clean it. It's going to cost you probably a hundred bucks, maybe a little more, and and get the get your dryer vent cleaned out. When they do that, chances are good they're going to open that vent cover on yours at least, and mm-hmm. and make sure that it's operating properly. And and the one that I recommend you call is a company called Patriot Dryer Vent Cleaning. Okay. Yeah. Well, I think I I don't think it's my, mine so much. I I noticed I had asked maintenance some time ago on mine. And I can see mine. My concern is the rest of the building and have to live within the structure. At what point does it become a fire hazard? Okay, so and, you it, know, because, so it's not your. It's not actually yours. It's not working. But you think some other people's are not working? Oh no, I know for sure the the entire structure. I mean, there's like twelve units tied together, and I don't see any of the flaps opening. None of them. And I was in another new place, Martin, where they had painted these vents closed. And I'm just saying this is. The oversight of, you know, the type of construction and oversight and whoever signs off on a job like this, this is what's happening today in the so-called luxury Stone Oak area. Well, and it's very, very sad. Well, I, you know, I, I don't know that there is actually a problem, and, and I'm not defending bad construction practices if, if that is, in fact, what has happened. But mm-hmm. I will say that it's possible that when you are observing these, that nobody is using their dryers at that time. That is possible. Um, yeah. So I, I wouldn't be real concerned with that. Um, but, uh, you know, keep an eye on yours. Make sure it's working properly. Make sure that your dryer is working properly. And and uh, and that's that's all I can tell you. Beyond that, yeah. uh, you know, getting getting anybody who's a landlord to go out and, and work on problems that in their mind don't exist yet is probably going to be a tough sell. Yeah, no, you're exactly right. Well, anybody listening knows, you know, they can they can rest assured that these things are happening, but most apartment, you know, renters aren't aware of and really don't care one way or another. They count on maintenance for everything, but you guys do a great service and whoever's listening just know where, it, you know, it's the fire season. It is. And we need to be aware of everything out there. So, well, I appreciate your time, Martin. Have a great day and a great holiday. Carol, thanks a lot. You too. You too. Happy holidays to you and have a prosperous new year, Carol. We did have an off-air question that Don um, told me about. What's- yeah, we had uh, James called earlier. He had a question. I think he's I think he's selling his home, but uh, he's wondering, he wanted, wanted me to ask you, uh, what's a really good way to clean oil stains off your concrete driveway? Okay. A safe way without using chemicals. Uh, the organic way, uh, there are organic ways to do it, uh, with, and, and you know what? I got Louis Siriani in here. You got any ideas about that, Louis? I mean, you, you guys deal with oil stains on concrete all the time. I know. Come on in. Come on in. Um, but, uh, I mean, a mechanic would be 
of, of course, you've got the organic uh, powder that you, not powder, but what do you call the stuff that you put down? The, 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 you know, the stuff that absorbs the grease. Oh, kitty litter. Kitty litter. Just kitty, yeah, it's just plain old kitty litter can do that. There's stuff that's made specifically, but kitty litter does work. But there is a thing called oil eater uh, that y- you can spray on it. Um, let it sit for a bit, scrub it down, and then pressure wash it off. And we talked about this a little earlier in the show today, and, and you can get it at, at the big box stores. Uh, that is an organic way to to kind of break down the oil and pull it out of the concrete to the best that you possibly can. If you use any kind of chemicals, though, it'll push it further into the concrete and ensure that you have a stain that's going to be there forever. What so, about using uh, baking soda? Uh, yeah, baking Maybe. soda can help. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not gonna, it's not gonna really attack a, a real bad, uh, stain, but there are ways to do it. It's just, it's, it, it, a lot of it depends on how, how bad the stain is and how long it's sat there. You know, if you have a stain on, on your concrete that's been there for five years, uh, my guess is you're never gonna get all of that out. It's just not gonna happen. So, you know, at that point, you either think about refinishing the, the, the face of it or, you know something to the, uh, to that end. Um, let's get to Gordon before we get out of here. Uh, Gordon, good morning. Welcome to the show. Yeah, good morning, uh, Martin. Uh, the woman that called earlier about uh, her fire concerns. Yeah, uh, she can call her local fire department, and they'll come out and assess what they think is uh, a hazard or not. You know, so if she's still listening, uh, tell her to call. Uh, fire department that that's a good point that's a good point gordon and i appreciate you uh calling and and uh and giving us that info so ma'am if you're still listening uh there you go uh, put yourself at ease and, and and get the fire department out there to take a look and do a little inspection and see what uh, see what they come up with thanks gordon appreciate that very much uh hey want to invite everybody out tonight if you're not doing anything load up the family come out to bernie uh, the Winox Festival is going on this evening, and it's and it's actually starting uh, today at noon, and uh, and it and it's it's down on the main plaza. Uh, they close down the main street this evening at six o'clock. They're going to have the uh, the huge parade with over a hundred floats uh, in in uh, procession, and yours truly is going to be down there doing the emceeing. So I'd love to see you. Uh, I'm going to be at the Corner Cartel right next to Brantley's Bistro up on the balcony, and and I'll be calling the parade tonight starting at 6 o'clock. So come on out, say hi, bring the family. It's going to be a whole lot of fun, and if you haven't finished your Christmas shopping, there is lots and lots of that going on out there, too. Uh, coming up next, we got Louis Siriani. He's going to be taking the mic and answering all of your, all of your automotive questions. So if you've got anything going on with the, uh, with the, with, the, with the beater, he can help you with that. If you've got a brand new one and you don't know how these newfangled dang things work, he can help you with that, too. Uh, so, so get yourself a phone line early at 210-599-5555 and he stands ready to work with you and help you uh, with your automotive questions. Hey, if you want to get a hold of me during the week, drop me a line at mbomba. That's M-B-O-M-B-A, mbomba at windowworldtx.com. That's uh, mbomba at windowworldtx.com. Uh, I'm going to be taking the weekend off next weekend. There will be a best of, but I'll see you the following weekend. Until next time, everybody, peace, love, and practice some kindness, everybody. We'll talk to you next time.